There's something about UCR that makes good girls go bad. Bad girl, bad girl, bad girl. Join us as we talk to Lauren Marie Taylor about brown panties, poison powder puffs, and a whole lot more this week on Uncensored Radio and Lauren Marie Taylor. I hope you guys get lots of brown undies. Hey everyone out there in UCR land, we have a super special guest for you today. We know that everyone loves the 80s and our guests today started their career off with a bang from slumber party, sleepaway camp slashes to soap operas and everything in between. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have the lovely, lovely Lauren Marie Taylor with us. How are you today? Good, thank you. Easy, easy for you to say lovely. <laughs> ah, well, you're, lo- you're the most lovely on our panel today. <laughs> uh, you're too kind. See, I have to wear this hat because my I, I, I have gray hair underneath this hat, so I'm, I'm wearing this hat. It's not really a fashion oh, statement. You needed your roots did, girl. <laughs> like, I was I'm out of my screen for my birthday. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, well, you, you are just – I was about to say that because – Someone's having a birthday very soon, aren't they? Yeah, the day after Halloween, All Saints Day. You know, wait, wait, yeah, my happy day. early birthday week. Thank yeah. you. I plan to party all week and then heading off to Germany at the end of the week. So, we. Oh, I was wow. about to ask what your plans were, but that sounds that sounds pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is pleasure. pretty good. Yeah, we have some. Um, my older daughter and her fiance are coming here for the weekend. And I don't know, maybe others will come up. I don't know. And then, yeah, then I have, you know, getting my roots done. And then I go to Germany and when I come back, we're having a party when I get back. Awesome. Well, at least you have That's the option so- of having a party this year and, you know, yeah. it's being social and seeing people and all that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, this, this is the truth. Last year was such a, you know, a drag. But you know what? I've got a drafty house. I live in a pretty drafty house. So people came here anyway because they're like, <laughs> You know, she lives in this hundred-year-old house, and her windows don't close, so it's safe for COVID. So everybody wound up coming here anyway. We had a full house on Thanksgiving last year. We had eleven people, and we actually. But it was well ventilated. It was well ventilated. It it really is well. It annoys the crap out of my mother because she's always really cold in our house. But it is very well ventilated. But we had one of those funny little cling cutouts of um, Andrew Cuomo, and we put it in this area where it looked like he was overseeing our Thanksgiving dinner. And then we left it up there for Christmas. It was pretty funny, actually. Yes. I saw people doing that. That's a trip. Yeah. You keep the holidays busy. (laughs) Keep the holidays festive and, you know, celebrity guests and all that kind of thing. I don't know if you want to be in your house necessarily, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so how is it being back at conventions and everything now after after covid and all that kind of stuff are you are you a little bit more stand like step away from the table or you're just back to normal now i mean they they do have a mask mandate in the actual venues so when you go to the hotels it'll say you know masks required blah 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 but you know i'm vaccinated my husband had covid I didn't get it from him and he was really, really sick. None of us got it from him and we were all here together. I think there were seven seven of us in the house. And this is way back when, in the very beginning, when people were like, what is this? You know, and this is a really strong guy and he couldn't get out of bed. He couldn't stand up for more than five minutes. So I reluctantly got the vaccine because, you know, in order to get around and travel and go to restaurants and see elderly relatives, you kind of should, I mean, I felt like I had to get it. I didn't want to get right. it. I did just because I wanted to get it for when I visit my you own and me both. My mother. Uh, but in terms of conventions, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not going to hug and kiss people on the cheek anymore, things like that. But I always say it's okay if you take your mask off. And I always tell them too, because I get tested before I go to a convention and then I get tested uh, several days afterwards too. Yeah. And I'd say like a huge turnout now at these conventions because it's all just coming alive again, right? Like it was, yeah, yeah, it's not huge, huge, huge. Like, I've been to a couple of conventions that are normally huge. Yeah, I don't know if they're not selling as many tickets as capacity allows, but there aren't yeah. as many people at the conventions as usual. So, that's why I'm curious when I go to Germany, it'll be the first time. Uh, 
in November. I'm curious to see what the turnout is going to be there. I'm oh, sure they all sit out in the, the street world, together. Too. They all out there like, eating their bratwurst and whatever. They'll be fine. <laughs> 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 cool. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's very different. I, like obviously, from here to US, we have a lot of differences, and we've we've got a um a friend of the show that's based in the UK as well. And just trying to put all the pieces together about where everyone is post COVID. It's just like, Oh, okay. I could do this here, but I can't do this here. And you've got to wear this here. And that's the, the mind boggles. And who would have thought, you know, like 18 months ago (laughs) that we'd all be walking around with masks on and all that kind of stuff. But you know, yeah, I mean, we live, we learn, we roll. We roll we roll on. We roll with it and we get um, I, I did see something a little fun that while COVID was going on and conventions were down, you did a little virtual reunion with the cast, oh. the girls from Loving. Oh yeah, yeah, we did that. Yeah. It's funny because the idea came across the table at me and I just ran with it. I was like, all right, I have nothing else to do. So I just started talking about it. And then the moderator, Chris Markintel, who was in the original cast of Loving With Me, he sent me a message. He goes, uh, Lauren, I guess since you announced that we're doing it, we actually have to do it now. So it kind of forced <laughs> the hand to get it done. And that was kind of cool. No, it just well, means you're no industrious. Work, yeah, there's no work. You create your own work, right? A lot of people, a lot of people were saying yes to things during COVID. I said yes to doing this show and 12 months later, I'm still, <laughs> I started out as a guest host and now I boss people around every day. It's so much fun. <laughs> but we all just, you know, you rise to the occasion and, and what, what presents itself to you. Yeah. So we have to, we have to start out with, obviously, I'm sure what you get told, you get asked about every second day of your life. Um, what was it like? Being a camp counselor at good old Camp Blood. Ah, We're gonna start here. We're gonna start here. <laughs> We're gonna start. Bar two. Um, <laughs> it, it, for a, a girl from the Bronx, you know, you can take a girl out of the Bronx, but you can't take the Bronx out of the girl. It was a little bit weird because I had never been in severe darkness like that in my life. You know, I grew up in the Bronx. There's street lights everywhere. There's you know, police cars and, you know, fire engines, people screaming at each other, dogs barking at each other, gunshots, you know, so I'm used to a lot of noise. And then here I'm put in this camp in the middle of nowhere and it's dark with a bunch of people I don't know. It was really scary for me. It was real, real frightening, actually, not too difficult to act. Because you were not, you were, you're a baby. You were 19 when you filmed that movie, right? Yes. Yeah, that's. It was quite a young cast, wasn't it, Lauren? Like, actually, a lot of them were quite young when they. Yeah, yeah, most of us were in between, I guess, um, Marta must have been the youngest. I think she was 16 or 17. Uh, so it was, I guess, that through maybe mid 20s. Uh, maybe the oldest was John Fury, I'm thinking. Yeah, which is rare because you always see like thirty-two-year-olds playing fifteen in in horror movies. They're like, "Yes, no worries, just pencil out the grey hair." But it was it was refreshing seeing actual young people playing young people. And I have to ask had you had you seen the first movie when you auditioned for the second movie, or you were just like, "Nah, what could go wrong?" No, I hadn't seen it because I just hadn't seen it. I was a busy young actress. I was always doing TV commercials. I really didn't go out a whole lot. I mean, I was into movies like Rocky and things like that. Right. And so I was not big into horror horror, except, you know, like The Shining, The Exorcist, Jaws, The Omen, those type of things. But the slashers, I wasn't really into. And when it came along and when I booked it, when we all booked it, they actually had to sit down in a little theater and watch part one. And I remember sitting there and saying, do they really kill you in this movie? Cause I hadn't seen any of the other actors before or since at that moment. <laughs> you know, <later> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> he thought it was like a snuff film. Totally. I totally thought it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. So was and you were still like, yeah, I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I went to my mother and I, and I said to her, I said, I don't know if I should do this. I, 
it, it looks it looks so real girl as long as the check clears you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that not, much trust me I, <laughs> girl that's the horror story of hollywood everybody thinks all these people oh i was on a show for 10 years oh so you must be rich yeah i know that's not how this works how was this set for you were you guys crazy were you partying was it wild were you how was it like with all of you kind of being in that close age range were you nuts during no, crazy we, stories? No, we weren't crazy. We weren't wild. Um, you know, because except for a couple of day scenes, we were filming all night. So there was no time to go out and get wild. So all of our wild things were, you know, hanging out, food fights, you know, cafeteria type of thing. We were sleeping at the camp. So it wasn't like <laughs> we were in a hotel in a town oh and hang out. We were stuck there with no cars, no mode of transportation, completely completely reliant on crew guys who had their trucks or their cars there to get us around. Otherwise, we, I mean, obviously they, um, the older people, like, you know, the crew and whatnot, they had like, I guess, bourbon, some of them, but we didn't really partake in it because we were working at night. And, well, I was going to say, you'd be sleeping all day because you're awake all night. So like, Yeah, <laughs> or at least napping a little bit and waking up at two in the afternoon or something and then sleeping getting crowded. Yeah, well, it's very, of, very method acting Rustic. of them to like make you stay in the cabins and stuff. You got to live the authentic Crystal Lake experience, whether you like it or not, because you signed the contract. So, we okay. did, and there was no heat and at night because we were filming it into early fall, so there was no heat at night. And then during the day, when it would be warm, there was no air conditioning. So, you know, the screens where the bugs were supposed to be kept out. Those had yeah. holes in them from God knows what. Oh my God. <laughs> really so you're saying that Pakinac Lodge looks quite pretty in the film. It, it had issues. Where did you guys film? <laughs> we filmed in Kent, Connecticut. Oh, God. Um, so you were in the fall. So it was cold. It was like pretty cold, chilly. Cold. Yeah. yeah. It was cold. Yeah. But yeah, the Pakinac oh, Lodge no. looked really cute, but it was kind of dusty and rickety. And it was a beautiful location because it overlooked the lake. But it was kind of rickety and dusty inside, yeah. Thankfully, they gave Vicky a sweater, though. Like, at least you got to wear a sweater. But she had to run around in those brown panties for so long. Oh like, that would have been horrific in the cold. <laughs> Usually I can yeah, look, handy so I can hold them up. But I don't we know. Have to have a conversa- we have to have a conversation about them. Because... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to know. No, I need to know. Work. It's gone. It's gone. I can't believe you just post that picture up on her. How many brown (laughs) panties have you seen in your lifetime since then? Just the one pair. Because I don't think I've ever seen that shade of brown in, in like, sexy lingerie. I know, right? It's meant to be sexy lingerie. It was the 80s. But she was a good girl. So I think I think Vicky was a fairly good girl. So that was her, like, you know, she was trying. She, look, that was she her was, naughty was, side. She was trying. <laughs> she was like, oh, hey, big boy. I'm going to yeah, get my sexy brown panties on. Like, you know. Well, you know what? This is before y'all's time. But um, back then in the 80s and the 70s, I remember when I, in the 70s, I had a pair of satin pants and those were like really cool, you know, the whole disco look, you know, Donna Pescal yes. from Saturday Night Fever. So I had on um, the blue and the purple satin pants. And I remember some of the adults had satin sheets on their bed. So it was really all My about grandmother love. <laughs> and she got me. I was a little kid with like the satin sheets, okay? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> but they were considered, you know, sexy and I guess that's the best they could get. It was the only ones they had at the local big box store at the time. I don't know. Maybe they got them at 7-Eleven. Who knows? Gas station. I don't know where they got them. But I'll tell you, you look in my underwear drawer, and there's not one pair of brown undies, not even a hint of brown. Not even tan. But, you know, had had it been, like, black panties or whatever, no one would probably even remember them. So I think it was kind of, you know, it, it... it's iconic in itself, the brown pants. Maybe you should begin <laughs> like launching you your did. own brand of brown <laughs> brown underbrand. Lauren Marie's brown patties. <laughs> yeah, they would not sell like hot takes, that's for sure. I think they're like, they they uh, well, no, I, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I brought them to, okay, so here's the deal. I do have a couple of pairs that I got from- I was about to say. They mass produce, yeah, and have child labor. <laughs> but anyway, I got, got a pair from one of those places or two pairs. And I tried to do a raffle with them and people were very reluctant to do it because the guys are like, well, my wife might get pissed or my girlfriend might get pissed. The, oh. And the women were not interested at all in the raffle. And so now what I do with them is I just use them. We started this in Las Vegas, but there's a photo op with me wearing them with a replica of that <laughs> ugly sweater. I love it. I'm That's worth anything. the money. That's worth one. the money. <laughs> I hope they charge a premium for that. Yeah, they do. They do. I don't feel a lot of it, but they, they do charge a premium for that because I have a, I mean, I will say I have to wear pantyhose under them because of wardrobe malfunctions because right. I tend to pose in them with the person who's I'm taking the photo <laughs> off with. Just, you know, to have a little bit of fun and spice in the picture. I was going to say, you I learn think... as you go, Lauren. You learn as you go. <laughs> yeah, you learn from watching Super Bowl uh, uh, specials with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake, you know, wardrobe malfunctions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was like, you know, dogs, right? I was in a house full of lesbians. Nobody believed me. I'm like, yo, it was her nipple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how did the lesbians miss it? And the one gay guy in the room sees the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, I mean, I some I think about that all the time because I have a puppy, and sometimes I'll be walking him down the street and I'll forget that I have a V-neck on. And I'll lean over to, you know, to fix his collar or his leash if he gets tangled up. And, you know, you lean over and if the teenagers are coming back from uh, from school and they're getting off the bus and you're leaning over, they're like, look at Mrs. D. I'm like, oh, gosh, I just had a wardrobe that function. I'm very careful about what I wear at conventions and how I present myself, yeah. When you do conventions in the U.S., do you find there's more people from Loving or Friday the 13th? Well, because they're horror conventions, they're geared oh, towards yeah. the horror crowd. That's how they yeah. promote me. But just recently, I I don't know, maybe word came out or maybe because I've been posting pictures on Instagram. All of a sudden, there's an influx of people who love the movie Neighbors. So I've been signing Neighbors posters. I've been signing, um, you know, my pictures where I have, I have some here, my pictures with Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Um, then they, I did have just recently in Las Vegas, I had a bunch of people who have wanted the loving picture. So it was, it is kind of weird how before the pandemic and, you know, before I started, because I had nothing to do during the pandemic. So my daughter's friend was like, Lauren, why don't you just start Instagramming? I was like, okay. So I started doing that. And um, I guess, during the pandemic, people saw and thought, oh, wait a minute, she was in that? And she was in that? Because most people know me from Friday. Um, yeah. So, yeah, now I get and that's more. how we initially knew you from as well. But then I, as we, I, I we was a loving there, person. I, soap operas were my jam. So, yeah, we didn't get loving here in Australia, but I have some questions when we get to it. I have some questions. When we get to que but I just <laughs> want to know first, what was it like for poor Vicky doing that whole death sequence like was it was it quite horrific to have like someone walking towards you with an actual knife because <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> that looks real it don't look like no prop knife i don't think they um, could have afforded a fake one back then right <laughs> no it was definitely a real knife it was not a prop knife you know the prop knives are so you know they're they're wimpy they you know they break easily no. um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my husband's here. Um, <laughs> where's dinner, honey? Ah, I'm coming. I'm coming. I yes, yeah, so it was a real, real knife. No, it was creepy because you know Bill's hanging out behind me with all the blood. Um, it's the first time you see the sackhead Jason coming at you, so I knew that that was an important part in the movie. And just that it was dark, it was creepy, having to scream over and over again, and this creepy camera is coming at you at the same time. So there was a creepiness about it that made it easy to just scream. And also they were like, wow, you have a really good scream. Keep screaming. So I just kept screaming. And then Steve Miner, the director, was getting a little <clears throat> irked with me because the, the blood capsule in my mouth wouldn't break. And he's like, Lauren, just bite hard. I'm like, I'm screaming. I'm trying to bite. I'm screaming. I'm trying to bite. So that was kind of hard. So I was distracted by that. 
you know, trying to get him so that he could get his shots. Um, yeah. But finally, they realized that the longer the cap, the blood capsule was in my mouth, the softer the gelatin on the outside got, which made it harder. It's like jaws. It made it harder to bite down and crack it so that the blood would yeah. just go like this. So it, that prolonged my agony too. <laughs> I was going to yeah, say though, those, all, those early deaths, like the earlier films, I feel the brutality seemed a little bit more like in the later films, you know, they had more effects and they could like do all these wacky deaths and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I felt like then they were quite sinister. Like with you, like you get stabbed, you like start to seize and everything. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like it's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it was that little bit of authenticity back then because it was still being played as like a mystery movie and, and like, who's the killer? And but that was all. Yeah, yeah. it was about that movie. Special effects, either. Yeah, like you guys. This, this I think part of part two is my favorite because it kind of sets the tone. You know what I mean? It's like the first movie was this mur- random murder mystery old yeah. lady thing that, like, okay. And then we're like, oh, this is what it's going to be from now on. We've got this big hulking, scary guy that's just gonna fold people in half and you know stab them and all that kind of stuff and being in that isolated space in in camp i think more so the americans but i when i when i look at that i think of we used to go on school camps in australia so like they the parents would send you away for a week with your teachers and stuff and you'd disappear out into the country never to be seen again well that's what you thought anyway because you're staying in those little (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it no, happened. It yeah. happened a few times, but we won't go into it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there was that. Yeah, I just felt there was that a little bit of authenticity, and it was probably the fact that, as he said, you guys were actually living at the camp, out in the dark, and like out of your comfort zones, and yeah, like Nothing? this, this, this shit ain't normal for us. Like, come on. <laughs> and it's yeah, good I mean, to see. In later movies, they made Jason into this supernatural type of guy with these superpowers and being hugely tall. And it's weird because, I mean, Warrington is kind of a tall guy, Warrington Gillette. And Steve Dash, who was the stunt man, he was tall. Um, but the guy who actually did my death scene was a crew guy, Jerry Wallace. And he was my height. You know, he's five foot six. And. It, he wasn't very threatening. It was just, you know, the angle of the sack head coming up and coming at you. But it was all about me screaming. You didn't really see this, you know, big foreboding shadow coming towards right. you like you did in the other movies or, you know, Michael Myers in Halloween. It, it, was, it was different, yeah. But now he's, you know, comes alive out of graves and water. He's like Houdini now and he's six foot four now. <laughs> Yeah. You guys were starting the trend. That's the thing. You were starting the trend. So it had yeah. to start somewhere. It started with you. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Um, it's also great to see that you are still close with, with some castmates. Um, we see, I've seen you with Amy recently at, at Comic-Cons and stuff, stuff like that. Like, is it still great to have that relationship after all of this time? Yeah, it's funny because I'm, um, you know, I, Amy and I hadn't seen each other in forever until a few years ago. But Bill Randolph lives in the New York City area, so I would see him. Um, I speak with Russell Todd. You know, we go back and forth on Instagram. I actually speak with Kirsten Baker and Warren to G- Gillette. So, you know, I've been friendly with them more so than um, uh, John Fury and Amy Steele, which is funny because even in the movie, they were kind of separate from our little group. Because they were other entities. They weren't, like, really part of your your little clique. But it's, like, to think that you worked on this movie, like, a lifetime ago and that you could just go, oh, hey, person, how are you? I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's, it's kind of funny. And now that we're doing the same uh, appearances with Adrian King, because, you know, it's the 40th anniversary of part two. So she's involved with that. Now when we see each other, it's like, hey, how you doing? Whereas, you know, before this year, we'd see each other across the room and just sort of wave. Now we do the whole Saturday night dinner all together thing. Yeah. 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 That is That'd a be a wild part. dinner. I, I think you should sell tickets to the dinner. I think people would be interested in that. <laughs> well, the final yeah. meal with the final girls. That'd be good. Well, <laughs> usually they have a, um, um, a VIP night 
where mm -hmm. you do rub elbows with everybody. You cut cake, you have drinks, you know, you're in the same space, um, but it's not like it's a sit down dinner or anything like that. You know, it's not like a wedding, but you're in the same space. You're having drinks, you know, that used to have finger food around. Now they don't. And, you know, that's kind of cool, but it's, it's, yeah, it's not as big as it was when I went to the VIP thing. I forgot which one it was for. I think it was in Atlanta. Maybe it was another one. Monster Mania, maybe. I was surprised. I thought, well, where is everybody? I thought we were in doing this whole thing with the fans where we chit chat and drink and it's, you know, really loosey goosey, but not so much anymore. Oh, see, girl, you got to set it up on your own. That's my girl. We, we, we go to conventions all over. They're like, oh, no, we'll set up our own thing. Fans, come over here. You can buy some tickets and we'll all meet you for dinner. <laughs> That's right. I'm over there collecting the tickets. I'm like, all right, come on, show daddy the money. Let's go. <laughs> you got to bootleg your own business in there. It's right. like, yes, no worries. That's fine. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I showed this picture before, but oh, you guys were super cute. To you guys were super cute together. I kind of like, I, I was a little bit bummed. I was like, no, they, they didn't even get to, you know, like. We wanted Vicky and Mark to get out of there. They should. Yeah. Have. I feel like yeah. they were nice kids and you deserve to get out. <laughs> it's so cute because Tom McBride and I knew each other previously uh, from TV commercials. We would, and this is what was so weird. We were always paired up for TV commercials when we would audition. You know, they'd call, they'd look around the room, they'd go, okay, Laura Marie and Tom, you know, come and read together. So we would do that. And when we all got together to watch part one and we were tr trying to suss out who was playing which role, there was Tom McBride. And of course, I had known him for a few years and I would keep learning with him, you know, in character and out of character. And he would say to me, Lauren, 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 you, you know, be, there's just, it's not going to happen. I said, I know Tom, but I can try. A girl can try. No harm in learning, no harm, no foul. Yeah, no one's getting hurt here, Tom. Come on. Come on. No one's getting a machete through their head for real. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not real. Not real. That costs extra. That's that's a danger pay all of its own, that one. Yeah, that's a little too kinky for me, I think. Yeah, right? I know, right? Yeah, if times get tough, but, you know, I don't know if they're going to get that tough. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to tie into that wheelchair and, you know, done my thing, but, you know, yeah. That's the porn version. That's the porn version. You should have licensed that. You should have, <laughs> you could have tied oh, him gosh. up with the brown panties. It's <laughs> <laughs> a revelation. It just came it's a to revelation. you, didn't you? It's an epiphany. <laughs> it's a revelation. <laughs> well, oh, you, mentioned, you mentioned it briefly before, but you jumped from Friday the 13th to Neighbours. Yeah. That's a, that's a jump from, like, slasher to comedy with some big names. What was that set like? That had to be interesting, to say the least. It was the, it was the greatest. I always uh, talk about it being the best time of my life. My husband always gets a little bit miffed when I say that, but it really was a great time. I, <laughs> I got the role of Elaine Keese you know, John Belushi's daughter. I got it by default. Um, I was in Chicago doing the show that I was understudying off-Broadway with Kevin Bacon. It was a four-person uh, play called Album. And the girl who whose role I was understudying off-Broadway, the girl who was playing it in Chicago, had a big birthday and she fell down and bumped her head and they needed me to come out to Chicago for a week to play the role. The girl who bumped her head, by the way, was Jennifer Gray. Um, so, no shot. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So I took her place for the week. And then when I got back, I got literally, I got to my apartment. I was living on the Upper East Side. I got my little studio apartment. I got up to my apartment. The phone rang. It was before cell phones and everything. Oh, Lauren, are you back? I'm like, obviously, I'm back if I'm answering my phone. And they said, get over to 88th Street in Madison. Go to this apartment. You're going to meet with this director. They can't find a girl to play this role in a new movie. And I was like, all right, whatever. I thought, I just assumed it was another slasher type of movie. So I get there. And it's this, again, long table. And you got these guys, all guys, a couple of women. Of you know, course. like, behind me, and they looked at me and they said, are you okay? Because I was just, I had just gotten off a plane from Chicago. And I was just like, ooh, like that. And I said, I just got off a plane. I was in Chicago doing this show, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, wait, 
where did you go when you were in Chicago? I said, well, I was at the Apollo Theater, but I went to this comedy club, that comedy club. And they're like, no shit, no shit. And I'm like, no, no shit. So I read and, you know, and just acted normal because I never watched Saturday Night Live. I didn't know who was who. So I acted, didn't act, I was completely me. At the uh, audition, I got back to my apartment, which was only a few blocks away. Go running in Central Park, get home, phone ring, 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 ring. Lauren, where have you been? I'm running in Central Park. Get back over there. And I, why do I have to get back over there? They said, they really like you. And they want you to read some more with Belushi. So I was like, oh, that's who that was. Okay. So I went back and read some more with him. And he got <laughs> off, off of the part right then and there. Belushi just went, she's my lane. And that's oh, how I got that awesome. part. Really that's cool. so awesome that you did put baby in the corner. Lauren. I was a little bit, I was definitely baby in the corner. <laughs> yeah, they didn't leave me so right. Was that, was that before she'd done Dirty Dancing? Or was that after? Oh, I don't know, actually. It may she, did, she, did she bump her head or did she <laughs> bump her head? You're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's fate. Hello. That's famously what happened. You're acting I'm like a really... straight misogynistic man. Talking about know, because that's, that's what she did. This is historical <laughs> fact, people. Historical facts. Historical I fact. with this fool. Lauren okay. can't, can't deny the brown panties. Jennifer can't deny <sighs> that. Like, hello. <laughs> that's what happened. It's on film. So on the set of <laughs> Neighbors... <laughs> was that one any did you see crazy stuff going on there with those guys like it had to be a trip i it imagine was, it was a funny crazy set yeah it was it was definitely a trip i mean i can tell stories but some of them i'll keep to myself you know um for different reasons but one of my right. favorite stories um the director john like my dog i have a border collie and he's got a tail just like this um one of my favorite stories that happened before my very eyes, John Alvidson was the director of Rocky, right? The original Rocky. Mm -hmm. And he won an Academy Award, okay? We all know that Rocky was definitely not a comedy. Maybe to some people it is, but it's mostly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it, it was the dinner scene and something wasn't working for the director, for John Alvinson. And he was trying to tell Belushi what to do, how, what to do, how to do it, how to say it, what to do. And finally, Belushi, he had, this, um, he had this little dinner napkin around his neck, right? And he got so pissed off. And he went like this. He went, and he took it off and bangs his hand on the table. He goes, I won't use the actual words because I don't know if your show is. Oh, you can just. Oh, no, no, we're, we're on radio. Go for it. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna be naughty again. Get the brown panties. Oh, yeah. Well, you can always bleep me out. Okay, so he rips off the napkin, he bangs his hands on the table, he goes, Why don't you just get your fucking Academy Award and put it on top of the fucking camera so we know who the fuck you are? And he hits the table again and he storms <laughs> off set, and Dan Aykroyd just went, I guess that's a wrap for the day. <laughs> oh! <laughs> See, I love was it a wrap for the day? Did great. you come back? It was a wrap for the day, and then the three of us went out to Dunkin' Donuts, and we got a dozen donuts and ate them all, and then we went to a um, Adam Adam Ant concert. Okay, so oh they chilled God. out. They were fine. <laughs> oh yeah, they chilled out. We went back the next day and just did again. <laughs> Adam Ant concert. Wow. Yeah. That was oh, that. Yeah. That was you that. We, we we were you name it. We were there. Meatloaf and Billy Idol and. You know, I, I met so many people and it was just a great time, you know, sharing a car with Carly Simon, Carrie Fisher and all those people. It was just oh, really cool. Really? It was a very fun time. And they would come to because uh, John Belushi lived around the corner from the Cherry Lane Theater down in the West Village where I was doing this show. And so, you know, because we were filming Neighbors a lot at night for some reason, I'm not quite sure why, but we were, no, I mean, during the day we were filming Neighbors, but at night I was at the show and they would come around to the stage door, pick me up and we'd go out all night, get up the next morning, you know, and go back to the set of Neighbors <laughs> and do that all night. You were 19, so you could do that. You could you'd be like, yeah, fine, could, let's keep rolling. <laughs> so can Nowadays, you it's like, I need a four-day recovery period, please. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> 
you and, like see a clip and you're like, oh, I was so hungover in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. That's okay, we're gonna do a bit of a jump because I'm gonna admit I had never heard of this movie before I did a bit of research. Uh-oh. Yeah, we got to talk about Girls' Night Out. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have the same one that I have up here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's a trip. That one's, That's a trip. I was like, okay, Sackhead that- Jason was interesting. Like, I'm scared of Sackhead Jason, and that's fair enough. Was it hard to be scared of this dude? <laughs> what the fuck is that? What was it meant to be? Like Yogi Bear on PCP? What? I don't even know what this movie is. I'm like, I gotta see it now. Oh my god, it was out for one day on a Wednesday, and I and I was the only person in the movie theater because I think I got a discount ticket or something like that for saying, no, really, I'm in. I swear, I'm in this. Um, <laughs> You're in it. I have to. I have. I have to ask you about about some stuff actually, because you are you are a good girl in Friday the Thirteenth. You're like you're a pretty good girl. Sheila in Girls Night Out is not that a, a good girl. It hurts when I sit down. Is one of your very first lines about one of the guys that you are seeing. I'm like, okay, we're going there, are we? That's an oh, so interesting sex in the city reading. before sex in the city. You know, I I still have I don't I don't have my script for Friday the Thirteenth because it just got soaking wet and destroyed in the rain um, when we were filming. It just got muddy. Um, but I still have a script for Girls Night Out, and I have to reread it because I have not seen the movie since it came out. I married the guy who played Bostwick in it, the dorky guy with the glasses. I married him. <laughs> And uh, the whole movie was a fog because I was still hanging out with the Belushi Ackroyd crowd. That's about to say. So probably. I was still spending half my time with them and then half my time, you know, doing Girls' Night Out. And then, you know, we all went our separate, well, yuck, we all went our separate ways eventually. And that's when I started paying more attention to everybody who was, you know, in the movie. And that's how <laughs> I met my husband. But um, the whole movie is a fog. I swear, I barely remember doing it because I was just so, you know, busy. <laughs> All doing... over the place, yeah. Well, look, yeah. You, you love an interesting death scene. I mean, come on. Oh, look at that. Oh, I got to see it. I got to put on my glasses. Wow, <laughs> look at that. Wow. I, just, I feel like it's like a bad day at oh, Rosemary Farm or something. Like, <laughs> like, it's like after dark at Disney or like when something goes down, like, you should have gave him a picnic basket, Lauren. You should have gave him a picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's an interesting movie. I was like, okay, we're going there. We're, we're going there with this one. It's it's very, you can tell it's not hard. They're definitely college students. Let's put it that way. They're not, they're not like fresh-faced high school students. I was just like, oh, okay. Go, Lauren. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because um, whenever you sign um, uh, pictures and posters, a lot of times people want quotes. So, you know, for Friday the 13th Part 2, it's easy. You know, the one I only want your fingers, one with the puck, my cabin are yours, what does the winner get, everything else okay, you know, that type of thing. But I'm always <laughs> at a loss for girls night out, and now I know what my quote is going to be. It hurts when I sit down. It there we go. That may have been an ad actually, from my years <laughs> when I told my best friend in high school about my foray into the boudoir. <laughs> you know, he's like, what was it like? And I was like, it hurts when I sit down. Oh, I love it. There you go. Everybody thought I was walking different. <laughs> again, again, method acting. Oh my God. You and Luke could be twins. Bad girl, bad girl, bad girl. <laughs> Wait, no, she's gonna kill me. It's too early. I'm gonna wake this your kid life, up. Luke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have talked about it before, okay. but you weren't necessarily a bad girl in loving, were you? No, no, no. She's no pretty good. Except the time I had sex on the kitchen table with my uh, husband's cousin. That's the only time I was a bad girl. Oh, I think that's, that's pretty, that pretty bad. Did what you know, was that? You really got to see 
soap operas would like i feel like the 80s were like the mega days of soap operas they had big budgets they did crazy shit yeah and then in the 90s you were the whole run and then they killed you with a fucking powder puff like how (laughs) wait for it wait 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 for it i got some i got a i got a little um little package that lauren could talk uh, talk to us about while she um talks about this whole thing Uh here we go you Oh, it's playing. Yep, here we go. Here she goes. Look at her. I've got a package for you. It's a big one. It is a big one. (laughs) I just love how big the houses are. It's like, yes, walk into my house. Yeah, that was a gorgeous (laughs) set, actually. And the um, uh, the uh, wraparound porch that they built for it was just—it was beautiful. It was real. It was wonderful. Yeah. See, I've okay. been discussing oh. this, but this, I know I'm in for a treat, oh. right? I'm obsessed with this, just quietly. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Oh, my it. God, look at those pants. Oh. I love, yeah. I think they oh, look great. Oh, someone's in the bushes. That's you're a like, throwback to Friday the 13th. That yeah, is, you're like. It, now, see, if Stacey had just watched Friday the 13th movie, right? she would have been like, okay, there's something up with this powder puff. I'm not going to put this on. Yeah, right. How, she how, do they, how do they call you and tell you that? Um, so we're now going to kill you <laughs> off, even though you, you, you know, you've been here forever, and we're going to do the only the original cast member left. But you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they called me into the office, and uh, this is a while before this happened, because um, they, you know, common courtesy, because I had been there forever. Right. So I guess um, they called me in about three months before they wrote how it was going to be done and whatnot. And they just said, you know, we're transitioning. Where is she putting that powder? I was going to say, did anyone anyone ever put powder on like that? Yes, my my aunt Rosie should do it all the time. Oh, God, I can't watch She'd be sitting there naked. She'd be naked with a powder puff. And look at the position of my legs. Like, everybody's dying. Is that silk or satin? (laughs) It was an homage to the brown undies. (laughs) How do you not like crack up laughing? I was, and I'm like, there's no way I would have died. As he's like trying to kiss me with my poison powder puff. Oh, I did, I did crack up. We did this many times. Ooh, I wouldn't be funny if I bit him. I was cracking up actually. Oh my <laughs> Inside. God. Stacy! Oh, the <laughs> Is that my expensive French body powder? I just borrowed it here. Uh, no, no, you can keep it. It's all, it's all gummed up. <laughs> so what did they do? They put arsenic in the, I don't know. Did they ever say, was know. it anthrax? Hey, only in the 80s and 90s <laughs> could you write a storyline that we're killing characters off with a powder puff. Like, I, to me, that's just, yeah. it's like the epitome and the greatness of a soap opera. I yeah. think it's fantastic. It, yeah. it, it was it was brilliant. It was pre-anthrax, you know, mailing. So they they actually had a before their time idea. But yeah, they told me in advance. They told me a few months in advance. Hey, we're killing you off. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, well yeah. Guess I'll oh, start looking for another job, guys. Thanks. <laughs> like, we gotta trim the budget. You've been here the longest. <laughs> yeah, and you wanna know who they gave my dressing room to? Oh. Morgan Fairchild. <gasps> Jeffrey, oh, we were just talking tri- about it. When they did it to the city? They- yep. Oh, I left some bitch. kitty cat crunchies in the closet. You know, I scooped out my kitty cat litter, put them in a little bag, and I left it in the corner of the closet so that when she got there, she could be like, look, there's a funky smell in this dressing room. Well, <laughs> <it's kitty cat laughs> because it got canceled <laughs> after you <laughs> left, and then the city didn't last either, so... This is, true. Now, this is true. What was the set like in the 80s being on the soap? Was do you have any crazy stories? Like, was there any like cat fights where you ever like, I'm gonna slap the <laughs> shit out of you? Um, co-stars? No, there weren't really any cat fights in person. <laughs> in person. Well, I mean, that's such a lot of dialogue to learn, right? Because you didn't the workload itself must have been insane. Episodes. Yeah. It, the workload was huge and you know I started having babies a few years after I started on the show so between having young children and working how many days a week there was just no rest and no time for anything I mean I still ran I was still running marathons and whatnot to keep myself sane but there weren't oh, I mean I, I think with the younger people later on you know as the city started coming into the horizon, some of the younger people 
had issues, but I was so far away from that. You know, I don't want to say I was above it because I was the veteran. You're detached. Your mom. You're yeah. You're not. Yeah, I was like the mom. I was definitely the mom at that at that point of everybody. And you didn't have to prove. I guess you didn't have to prove yourself against. If you, you're the you're the original cast member, you didn't have to prove yourself to, you know, Betty Joe, who was never seen again after two episodes. It's just like okay, you do, yeah. you, girlfriend. It's just like you do you. But were you happy to go at that point, or would you like to have stayed on to the very end? I mean, I, I could have stayed. The story, my story was definitely dwindling and you could see that they were moving more towards the, the hipper. Sexy times, right? Yeah, the models. Which didn't work out for any of them. People. Hmm? Yeah, all the models that couldn't act. And the, it didn't work. Like, I feel like that around the time like Loving ended was really when soap operas took that kind of side turn a little bit. Yeah, yeah, when it started to become about how you look rather than yeah. how you the interact on camera. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is you know, which is fine. Acting. Yeah. Acting, we will call it. <laughs> now I love finding little random things in people's CVs that I get obsessed with. I got very obsessed with loving and the whole powder puff thing, especially the ad was like, oh, it's like so sexy trying to make your death all sexy. I'm like well, it's not really sexy to be poisoned to death, but I have to ask about this. You're in pound yeah. puppies, Lauren. What? <laughs> Shut the front door. You were a pound puppy? No, I wasn't a pound puppy. <laughs> she was a guest voice. <laughs> Thank you. That's crazy. I love, I just love finding these little random things that people do. So, do you, you know, yeah. you're saying people aren't coming to the cons asking you to, set, to sign pound, pound puppies for you? No, yeah, yeah, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and it, actually, I did something recently. There was, it was actually kind of cute. Um, I think it was in Cincinnati at Har- the Harhound Convention. There was this gorgeous young woman going around and she was dressed up like Cruella DeVille and she had all these. Dalmatians. I think I, I posted on my Instagram. Maybe it was on my story. I'll have to repost it if, if it's gone by the wayside. But she had this outfit on and she made it by using all these little Dalmatian stuffed animals. And when I saw her, I went up there and I just went, you know, the you got like, there. <laughs> I I rem- I vividly remember watching Power Puppies because I was a child of the eighties. I'm like, oh, stop it! And when I saw that, I was like, no way! That's amazing. <laughs> See, so- this is why I'm such a messed up kid, right? Because yeah, I'd watch a little Power Puppies during the day, but then at night I was watching Dallas and Dynasty with my mother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, I grew up loving General Hospital. All my children, one life to live, like that. My grandmother and all my aunts, like that was our thing. Like I was always excited in summer break. I'd be watching all the soap operas with the the women. Yeah. I can actually, Jeffrey, I can imagine you with the powder puff. It's all gummed up. Yeah. yeah I would have been that kid. I would have been there with the powder puff and the popcorn. Like. <laughs> and then you took a bit of a left turn when you went to Lifetime and did um, oh, yeah. Handmade by Design. So yeah. is that something that, like, is your little hobby outside? Was that a hobby that became work or you just went, okay, change? Um, <laughs> What it changed for sure. Well, what happened is, I when I was on the soap opera, I would I would be asked to guest co-host some of the live morning shows around the country, you know, and especially in Ohio. For some reason, I was popular in Ohio, and so I did kind of <laughs> sort of like a Today Show type of thing, but the local yeah. version of that. So yeah. I was doing that, and um, you know, the powers that be at an up and coming network called Lifetime probably saw some of those tapes and called me into audition and I booked the job and then they told me that it would be a craft show and I said <laughs> I really suck at crafts. I mean I can't even glue two popsicles together. Oh, oh I sucked at it. And they're like Lauren you have to sound like you like you're the authority on it. And I just went, if it was a cooking show I could do that. But I don't even know what decoupage is. I thought they were talking about, you know, the they call it you know, the boob area. They're like, no, decoupage. <laughs> I don't know what decoupage is. So it was, I was completely a misfit with it. I did do it for a couple of years, maybe two and a half, three years, but I did have one guest. And we would always rehearse it live. So they would tape it live. 
And I had this guest and she was so soft spoken. I don't remember what her name was or anything like that because there were so many of them. And she's doing this crap and she's talking about pressing the flowers and the leaves onto the paper. And I'm sitting, standing there like this. And finally, she looked at me and I looked at her and I went, do you have a pulse? <laughs> and the guy behind the cameraman just lost that wine so I could deal with you. <laughs> and so they kept filming. And when they said cut, she was completely oblivious to what I had said to her. And the director came out and he said, why did you do that? It was going so well. I said, I was falling asleep. That's how I feel about craft, so I agree. Yeah, well, you know, when, you, when you're doing, especially live TV, but it's so far every a, a, a stage work, you know, because I did theater in the round also, you they always say that moms have eyes in the back of their heads. Well, good actors also have eyes in the back of their heads. So your peripheral vision, your all around vision is just spot on. So out of my vision from this side of my head, I could see the stage manager just bowing down, covering his face, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and you had an audience, so you're like, I'll play up to that audience. That's fine. You know, I always, that's fine. I always played it up to the crew. <laughs> always gotta do it. Yeah. That's Even on the soap opera, I used to play up to the crew sometimes. Oh, I I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say this out loud. I'll but do one it don't don't tell anybody this, but it was one of the um it was for a birthday thing and I used to bake cakes for everybody. And what I did is I put frosting in certain areas of my body and I sang <laughs> happy birthday like that. Nothing else on but frosting in my certain areas. She's a yes. bad girl. You are <laughs> so bad girl. girl. I'm like, I'm coming back to you in order just so we can go out and have beverages, okay? Jeffrey's going to bring brown panties for everyone. It's going to be that kind of night, guys. Brown panties for you and for you. <laughs> Lauren, we should get you a t shirt cannon filled with brown panties for the next convention. Oh, okay. just... oh please. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And you get a pair and you get a pair. Yeah, why not? Just sign it. There's your merch, baby. That's great. Yeah, during the Q&A when you have the audience there in front of you. Here you go. Take them out with the brown panties. <laughs> you have to have a good shot. Now, um... <laughs> that's bad. Sorry. Talk to us a little bit about your very own podcast. Oh, gosh. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay. Oh, so we've listened. Oh, there, it is. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because that's a recent picture from only I think a month and a half ago. And it's in the I have the actual picture picture, but in the background, Kane Hodder, one of the Jasons, is photobombing me like this, doing this to my rear end. <laughs> that's <Yes>. amazing. <laughs> so it was a funny Because I saw you had um is it Dusty DeMoss, Nikki from part six. So yes, she was your yes. last guest that you had on. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was a she was a mini one because she was crunched for time. So when I see her in Germany um in a couple of weeks, we're going to do like a not a sort of a live Q&A type of thing with questions that um the fans have been sending me. So we're going to do like a live version of that and then when I get back to New York, I'm going to edit the the in mini Germany. one and add so, that little uh, live portion. Just personal oh, requests. Like, if you're doing this so in, in Germany, it. I want you to have, like, the big, huge, like, the big beer. Gosh, what are they called? The beer steins? <laughs> the beer steins, yeah. I expect that if we're doing this in Germany. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just minor request. Hey, I didn't say brown panties, so we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch, he's just like, she's going to get you with the just... powder puff. <laughs> you obviously have fun doing that podcast it's it's like obviously a bit of a you know a love mission like this is for us that you know you get on there and you have fun while you do it which is important right yeah yeah and it's it's funny because it's called the not the final girls so you know obviously i'm going to be talking with girls who were not the final girls in their movies but then i'm also going to be talking to the girls who made it through and talk to them about not just, you know, their experience in the movie, but other things that they're doing. I've got an up-and-coming director 
that I just uh, did an interview with, you know, just to support um, the independent filmmakers. So I've got some yeah, of those absolutely. guys coming on and women coming on That's also awesome. who have um, films coming out and being distributed to get, just get awareness for the younger filmmakers because I think that's important. And then, like, of course, I've got a couple of the guys, you know, who actually did the killings. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, the one that I just edited, it's another podcaster interviewing me about the podcast. And then what I did is I turned the tables on him and started interviewing him. About this is getting movie. very meta now, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're like the scream of podcasts. It's good Where can everybody <laughs> listen or catch it? It's everywhere. It's on Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, um, Amazon Music, um, anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah. It's everywhere. Anyway, good podcasts are sold, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, I, I post things about it on my Instagram. You know, I'm the Lauren Marie Taylor with the number one behind it. I post a lot of, you know, goings on on that too. Yeah. Awesome. So what's coming up in the future now that, we, you know, now that COVID is kind of, we're living with COVID, is there anything exciting that you've got planned behind besides your birthday party and your German trip? What <laughs> else is coming up for you? Those are the big things. I got a couple of people who, um, who asked me, including someone that I interviewed a while back, um, that I'm still putting together, you know, so I can get them all out there. Um, asked me, you know, would you be interested, you know, if I wrote a part for you? And I thought, well, yeah, sure. You know, because I'm, yeah. I'm here, you know, I'm home <laughs> and learning. I'm sure you guys can appreciate it, learning how to do the podcast and edit. I edit it myself. I do everything myself. Oh, so yeah. Huge, <laughs> yeah, huge learning curve for me right now. And that's taking up a lot of my time. Yes, sometimes I'll do an odd, you know, uh, commercial here and there. I did one um, for a social media giant. I did a big campaign, which was kind of funny because it was in print. So here you are walking through <laughs> Florida or Penn Station. I, I remember walking. I went, "Oh wait, that's me." <laughs> so it's so, always a good feeling. Hypothetically, we we know that there's a lot going on with the rights to Friday at the moment, and you know. Mm -hmm. Da 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 da. If there was a re if there was some kind of sequel slash reboot, I think what would be great is if they filled the cast, not necessarily like the main cast, but just had little cameos from people from the other movies. Would you jump back in to be killed by Jason again, Lauren? Absolutely. I would totally <laughs> be on board with that. I think it would be a hoot to have us sprinkled in. That's a fantastic idea. Do you know, I, I've got it. I'm going to pitch it out to the universe because sometimes this works when I say stuff and we look back on it. <laughs> I think. Here's, here it is. So, like, they're going to the small town and the girls go to a lingerie shop. No. Oh and God. there you you're, you own you. the lingerie shop, and then there's a powder puff on the counter, <laughs> and you try and then they're looking through a discount bit of panties, and then the I'm panties sort of feeling up. this actually. I'm, I'm cringing, but I'm feeling it too. <laughs> and in the bathroom, I have furry costumes for those people who are into furry. Yeah. There's a very costume. Like, they could accidentally like open they never the door acknowledge and like it. It's just randomly there. there. It'd be great. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, there's like the May West kind of like old school. Hey, darling, what's going on? Like, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I like how you put it out there. It. Yeah. Well, like, you're, not, you're not allowed to smoke anymore. Maybe to be a vape in these days, wouldn't it? Be like, <laughs> hey, kids. Don't forget your brown panties, huh? Buy <laughs> <laughs> one, get one free. They're killers. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and then oh, they, they leave. They leave, and you get like you get murdered. Okay. I f and then they find your body in the brown panties bin. That'd be great. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, get suffocated <laughs> in the brown panties bin. Get smothered <laughs> to death with a powder puff in your mouth. Oh gosh. Yeah, wow. we're thrown in every callback This has just yeah. come to me right now. It's genius. He's he's Jesus. Lord, he was in lockdown for a long time from COVID, so he's yeah, yeah I can he's tell. Got some Maybe things going on. Make fun, <laughs> you know, some venom going on in there. Hey, look, it doesn't. All I know is it doesn't hurt when I sit down, so it's okay. You know. <laughs> 
Luke, why are you going to take that, Luke? How are you going to let him talk about your social life like that? I stopped hurting, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lauren, you learn and grow, Jeffrey. It has. <laughs> it's been an absolute joy having you with Tell us today, thank Lauren. You. Thank you so much for your time. Thank um, you for inviting we'll me. This sure. has been a hoot. We will make sure everyone follows you on Instagram to keep up with everything she's up to. Have a fantastic birthday, most importantly, and safe travels. Thank you. Yeah, you'll hear about my birthday in uh, uh, the Daily News or something. News Flash. (laughs) News Flash. Celebrates big birthday. Uh, Laura Taylor and Darcy DeMoss arrested. (laughs) (laughs) She can't walk today. (laughs) <laughs> and and she liked cool. it. <laughs> she liked it. She liked it. That's it. That's the most I know that's right. oh, I love right, it. Guys, thank you. Oh. Thank you so Lord. much. Thank you so much. Bye, Lord. Bye. Thank you for your time. You guys are great. It's been a blast. Thank you so much. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.